0: fastgrowingtrees.com code pool. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Make sure to go to timcast.com Click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from Timcast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. It's the day before Thanksgiving. Many of you are traveling, and there is uh, almost no news, because most people who are working are traveling for Thanksgiving, as many of you should be. But that doesn't mean we can't still have fun because we do have news updates and there is still some stuff to talk about. Like this story, Elon Musk tweeted, there is a large graveyard filled with my enemies and got mocked straight into next year. So Elon Musk basically threatens to kill people. Uh, it's an obvious joke. And uh, what happened was there was a tweet. Doge designer says, trying to pick fights, but I, I, I try not to pick fights, but I do finish them. And then posted a picture of Elon Musk from the Joe Rogan podcast wielding a katana. Elon then replied, there is a large graveyard filled with my enemies. I do not wish to add to it, but will if given no choice. Those who pick fights with me do so at their own peril. But maybe this is their lucky day. Okay, I guess the issue is people can't tell if the dude is joking or not. I think Elon Musk has a kind of nerdy tech bro persona about him. Some people would argue he has Asperger's or whatever, but dude, my immediate assumption is, homie, be joking. It's, it's, it's a picture of him with a katana. And so Elon Musk makes the, makes the meme joke, makes the joke kind of like, while you were going on dates and drinking, I was studying the blade, but I'll, I'll give it up. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's kind of stupid to take this tweet seriously, but I absolutely love this news cycle, (laughs) like. Why is the immediate assumption that Elon is literally saying he's going to kill people? People are so dumb. So here's the, here's, here's the tweet. Uh, I tried to pick fights, but I do finish them, says Elon. And then you have a there's a large graveyard. David Dave Lee responds. Just avoid stabbing your own leg 20 times. And he says, oh, yeah, I forgot to add that I am my own worst enemy by far. No need for others to dig my grave when I'm doing it so well myself. LMAO. Like, dude is clearly joking. I just welcome to boredom, I guess, people on the Internet. I don't know, man. This is the modern era of the Internet, OK? I had a tweet where I said, uh, raise the voting age to 30, which here's the funny thing about Twitter or I should say X. Like, you know, we, we call it X, but dude, it's still Twitter dot com. So I don't know what you want me to do about it, but. I tweet that and David Hogg is like, when your policies are so bad, you've got to change the voting age to stop people. And I'm just like, dude, what policies are you talking about, David Hogg? Like, you don't even know who I am. <laughs> well, I don't even, maybe he does, whatever. But like, what policies were you referring to? What was I? Because a lot of my tweets are derivative from this morning show or from Timcast IRL in which there are specific references to things. And so when I say raise the voting age, I'm referring to like someone making a joke or whatever. And, uh, you know, if you don't get the context, that's fine. The funny thing is, David Hogg has previously called for lowering the voting age. So, dude, that's a big L. More importantly, I've also tweeted, raise the voting age to 42, like quite literally right after that one. And uh, ban voting. I tweeted that. And babies should vote. That was my favorite. That was a while ago. I said babies should vote. And uh, uh, yeah, so welcome to the internet, my friends. But let's talk about the latest updates on what's going on with the war for the internet. While Elon Musk may be threatening to murder people, we've got the corporate press running stories like this, and here's the interesting thing: the Anti-Defamation League is defending Elon Musk. Still, here is is strange media matters claims Elon Musk is anti-Semitic. The Anti-Defamation League, which is run by um, what's his face Greenblatt, who is Jewish, is praising Elon Musk for his defense of uh, certain ideas, notably the far leftists are, say, are, are, are saying decolonize and things like this, and Israel's an apartheid state. Elon Musk tweeted, decolonize is is effectively a call for genocide. It is. And thus, it's not allowed on the platform. Well, okay, I don't know. I mean, these are your rules, leftist. You demanded these rules and now you're crying. But my free speech. Yeah, okay, dude. Look, you can't claim that violent extremist rhetoric and hate speech should be banned. And then when you get banned, you come crying about it. That's just the way things are. But the ADL is actually defending Elon Musk, which is interesting. First, let's go through this story from NBC News. With X under fire, Elon Musk digs in and finds support from conservatives. As more advertisers say they are pausing ad buys on the platform, Musk has only escalated his rhetoric, posting about a, l- <laughs> a large graveyard filled with my enemies. Dude, I love this timeline. I just want to say, last night we had the guys from Angel Studios on. I'm a huge fan. Uh, Sound of Freedom was massive. We're winning the culture war, baby. And they were talking about After Death, their new documentary. And one of the components of it, they basically have all these people who died, who uh, uh, died and came back. And many of them say there was a life evaluation. Now, that's crazy, because, like, why would the higher powers, if you died, be like, well, let's go through your life evaluation. Oh, what's that? You're being resuscitated. Oh, okay. But nonetheless, it makes me very interested about the reality that we are in. Some would say it's a simulation. Some would say it's a, a construct of sorts. Or maybe we think of things like video games and evaluations because they're derivative. They are reductive or subsidiary, if you know what I mean. Like reality is uh, in very much uh, like a video game in that there may be a life evaluation. At the end of the game, you get your score tallied or whatever. But that is because the things we have in this world, this reality, are derivative of the great beyond. You see what I'm saying? In which case it is not. Absurd at all to believe that when you die, your life will be evaluated. And I and I hope hope you're proud of the life you've lived. And that doesn't mean you need to be rich or Elon Musk. It means you just need to be a good person. Do your best, be a good person and be proud of the things you've done, because we know deep down within us whether or not we are proud or not. What's funny is they always oh, say prides us in, but but not that kind. What I mean to say is, you know, when you've done wrong, you do. It's fascinating because even outside of cultural contexts, people know when they've done wrong. They, 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 it weighs on them. It burns a hole in their conscience. And so I, I feel like each and everybody has that within them. I don't care who you are. They know. And some people get tainted by darkness and they just keep pushing away the light. But they still know. I genuinely believe that. So here we go. NBC News, they're basically saying Elon's threatening to kill people. I'm kidding. I mean, they, they're technically saying that boasting about a graveyard of his enemies. <laughs> I love this timeline. They say that uh, blah, blah, blah. Paris Hilton's 1111 Media also polled an advertising campaign due to concerns about anti-sanitism and pro-Nazi content. It's just all lies. It's, it's all lies. Fox Sports and Ubisoft said they were pausing ad campaigns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More garbage. I got, I got something for you, my friends. Let me tell you a secret. Okay, so there's a thing called uh, AdWords or Google Ads, I think it's called now. Here's a secret. Any person, anyone can take any video from YouTube and run it as an advertisement on any other video. Let me repeat that for you. Break it down. Uh, Any person, that means you can log into your Google ads account. You probably, you might have to activate it or something. You can then take, you can go to Coca-Cola's YouTube channel, take any one of their videos, Happy Fat Santa drinking an ice cold high fructose corn syrup slushy, And you can take you can you can create an ad on, on, on Google ads and you can type in. Here's my ad link to Coca-Cola. Uh, uh, this, like I, I want to stress this. And I've talked about this before. and It's never changed. It's crazy. You can then say, where do you want your ad to appear? And you can say, uh, I want to appear on nothing but pro-Trump stuff and anti-immigration and anti-LGBT. And then people will go on Google and they'll click a video like, you know, immigration bad and the Coke ad will play. And as far as anyone's concerned, it looks like Coca-Cola made this campaign. So when they talk about why did my ad appear next to this, that or otherwise, I got to be honest, I'm pretty sure All of these networks do similar things. But get this on Twitter to run an ad, you have to have access to the account, which is fascinating. Not on Google. That's crazy on Facebook, but not on Google. So when they come after Elon and they're like, oh, heavens me, let's just be real. Facebook has tons of anti-Semitism. So does YouTube. But why are they targeting X, Twitter, Elon Musk? Because this is a guy who will not bend the knee to the deep state. Because he leaked information exposing government collusion. This is what is going on. This can be stopped right now. If the members of the the weaponization committee, the GOP, actually start filing subpoenas saying, based on the information released, this looks like it may be government coordinated. So let's go, baby. And if they find coordination between the federal government, which they probably will, because we know it already exists, and these big tech companies, Yo, you've got some explaining to do. Disney, Apple, IBM, etc. Check this out. We have this from uh, MSNBC. Anti-Defamation League's leader has curious praise for Elon Musk. It's from yesterday.
1: a free quote by visiting carshield online at carshield.com slash carlson don't wait for the next surprise choose peace of mind with carshield go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20 percent today
0: does he he said this elon musk tweeted as i said earlier this week decolonization from the river to the sea and similar euphemisms necessarily imply genocide Clear calls for extreme violence are against our terms of service and will result in suspension. Jonathan Greenblatt of the ADL said this is an important and welcome move by Elon Musk. I appreciate this leadership in fighting hate. I got to be honest. I agree. I'm sick of the left. I'm sick of the lies. I'm sick of the the manipulations. Israel-Palestine is a whole crazy thing, and I ain't no expert. But we see these posts from the pro-Palestine side. And they're like, did you know that in this area, Palestinians aren't allowed to walk around They're second class citizens? And then what do we get? Another photo posted by Israel saying, here's a sign that quite literally says Israelis are not allowed to enter certain areas. I'm like, dude, y'all have got a deeply rooted generational conflict. And just because one side is more powerful does not mean they're inherently wrong. I'm not going to sit here and and play politics in a conflict where people are killing each other. We can I can say this as of October 7th, Hamas is the one who started it. Well, let's talk about the American domestic policy, because I, I give you one answer to Israel, Palestine. I don't care. Do what you want. I'm not kidding. I don't care. Do what you want. Now, hold on. Civilians dying is bad. What, be it Myanmar, be it Azerbaijan, be it Sudan, be it Nigeria. It's all bad. I want all of it to stop. But you know what? I am not a world policeman. The United States should not be the world police. I reject the liberal economic order garbage. The United States should mind its own effing business for the most part. I'm not an isolationist. I know this. When you say, hey, we should not be bombing kids in foreign countries, they say you're an isolationist. No, I think we should be having strong trade agreements. We should be uh, negotiating with countries. And when they decide not to do business with us, we don't blow up their centrifuges or like go in and, and remove their leaders. I'm not all about that. You know, I'm about business and negotiation. I think we should shore up our border defense, control immigration, better bring jobs back, et cetera, et cetera. But here we are in this world, my friends. Anyway, I lost my train of thought. My point is this. Or I should say, the narrative is as such. We have these leftists, Okay, So when I say Israel, Palestine, none of my business, back to the main point, American domestic policy. When far leftists say things, they're lying. There's a viral story right now. Actually, don't know if I have it pulled up. I tweeted about it where a professor said Hamas are all murderers and everyone should be should be killed, everyone. And I'm like, okay, we know what he means. He's literally saying Hamas. What did they do? Far leftists removed that. So it's a clip of him walking up saying, you know what's going on with, with with, you know, Israel, blah, blah, blah. Every one of them should be killed, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, wow, they want to make it seem like he's saying Palestinians. They're lying. These people are evil. So here I am finding myself somewhat in agreement with the ADL of all organizations. It's surprising because these people are liars, too. They're very much aligned with these left on so many issues. But I'll tell you this. Decolonization means genocide. I'm not I'm not playing games. Have a nice day from the river to the sea. I know what it means. And I am not interested in hearing to your b. listening to your BS. Okay. look, man, Hassan Piker's like, people are saying from the river to the sea, they're not saying and kill all the Jews. Dude, I just don't want to hear it. All right, look, you want to make your arguments about the history of Israel, Palestine? By all means, you want to make an argument that Israel in 1948 or Israel in 1967? Make those arguments. But you know what? It's war. Why did the war start? They blame Israel. Israel blames Palestine. I don't care. Okay, man, I am in the United States. But when someone on the left praises Hamas, when these kids are chanting from the river to the sea. Let, we, can, we can just break this down very, very simply. The first thing we know is the left in, engages in violence. Leftists do. They lie about the violence they engage in. They use euphemisms for the things they do. Self-defense when they beat cops or throw bottles or, or Molotov. Self-defense, they say, because they're liars. They change the definition of racism. Why? To suit their needs so that they can be racist. They say racism is prejudice plus power. Then they start getting as racist AF. Now, let's talk about decolonization. Yeah, that means removal of the colonizers. Well, by all means, I would say anti-colonization or, you know, something like that, where we, we, we're well beyond the area where we think people should be moving into areas and taking them over by force. That being said, economically, it's, it's look, China's engaging in colonization right now. China is having their citizens go places and build things up. It's not by force. It's through economics. From the river to the sea. Let's talk about these terms. Right now, you have the left saying the right of return. That was the protest several years ago. Palestinians want to return to the land that was theirs. I get it. I really do. I really do. Imagine if you lived in a house, your family owned it, and then, you know, one day a group of people came in with guns and kicked you out. You would be like, I'm not giving up my claims here. 70 years later, you know, you're old and you're telling your kids that belongs to you. It's your birthright. These kids are going to be like, we were pushed off our land. I get it. At a certain point, though, you've lost the war. Let's be real. At a certain point, you lose the war. I don't think Hamas is in any position for these people to have a right to return. I'm, I'm sorry. You can make every argument in the world, but the path towards peace will not be maintaining claims over over land rights from 70, 50, 70 years ago. I don't know what to tell you, man. I really don't. I mean, it's all basically 70 years ago. And I'm not saying it's right. and I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm saying the path to peace is not this way. If the border around Gaza was released, Will Chamberlain said it, and I agree with him. It would be it would be the most brutal pogrom we've seen, uh, uh, pro, uh, uh, uh yeah, in in uh, uh, ever. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, militants in in Gaza would rush in and start seizing land and killing people, and it would be conflict and crisis. We are not getting peace this way, from the river to the sea, from the river Jordan to the Mediterranean. Palestine will be free. This means the removal of all Israeli institutions and structures. I don't mean physical structures. If Palestine is freed, these people think the entirety of it is Palestine, in which case, all Israeli systems will be dismantled. There is no circumstance realistically where this means anything other than the majority of the people there will be imprisoned, killed, or treated as second class citizens. I'm not, I'm not interested in listening to this. So, anyway, I digress. I'm not trying to get into an Israel Palestine argument. I just think the left lies. Greenblatt is defending Elon Musk and even double da- doubling down on his defense. I am deeply disinterested in giving the tiniest ish now about Western Jewish populism. This is a tweet someone made coming to the disturbing realization that those hordes of minorities that support flooding their country don't exactly like them too much. These are continued. You want truth said to your face? There it is. Musk responded by saying you have said the actual truth. The, uh, in a follow-up, Musk also went after the ADL, claiming the group unjustly attacks the majority of the West, despite the majority of the West supporting the Jewish people in Israel. Pressed over the exchange in an interview, Greenblatt said, We're living in perilous times, and that's why it was so deeply pro- problematic and dangerous when the owner of X validated an awful anti-Semitic theory to his 160 million followers. A day after, blah, 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 in a time when his anti-Semitism is exploding, he then praised Elon Musk, yada, yada, yada. Okay, you get the point. I don't, I, I think we can clarify, I think I can say this. Elon Musk, in my personal opinion, there are things you can do that are irresponsible. Okay, this person, I think, was expressing an idea that was not expressed well enough. And that's fine. You're allowed to say it. I'm not saying this person shouldn't express their opinion. Elon Musk said you have said the actual truth. The problem with text communication is you're not getting a decent uh, contextual explanation. I can't speak to who this guy is or what he was saying. Okay, but I will say this. Many people on the left will and and like the ADL will try to conflate voting patterns with anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. There are conspiracy theories that Jewish people are trying to impose wokeness, blah, blah, blah. I despise all of that. That's stupid. I know way too many Jewish people and friends of the Timcast IRL who absolutely reject wokeness. I mean, 21.8 percent, I think, was the number of Timcast IRL guests who are Jewish and we get roasted for it. Because it's 10 times the national uh, average or something like that. And it's like, it's because they tend to be anti-woke and conservative. And so these people are interested in coming on the show and talking about this or more libertarian leaning, or many of them are anti-intervention saying Jewish people are a model is completely wrong. What could be said is take a look at this from Jewish virtual library. When we look at voting patterns, we can see in 2020, it was nearly two to it was over two to one. Jewish voters, 68% supported Joe Biden and 30% supported Trump. When it came to Clinton, it was 71 for Clinton and 24 for Trump. When it came to Obama, 70% for Obama, 30 for Romney. We can see typically in the United States, the Jewish voting bloc leans Democratic. This, the source of this is the Jewish virtual library component of AICE, the American Israel uh, Israeli Cooperative Enterprise. If we're going to talk about ethnic groups and racial groups and gender based groups based on, on their voting patterns, it is absolutely fair to say, on average, the voting patterns show that Jewish voters in the United States support Democrats and Democrat policies. And now many of them are coming to the hard realization that the politics they support is opposed to their politics. I don't see that as controversial. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's not a cabal of Jewish people. It's literally just voters. That's it. So if I were to say white liberals vote against their interests, that's true, too. White liberals are the only group that supports out the out group. Every other group has a minor bias towards the in group. So black Americans have a small bias in favor of bl- the black community, Latinos, etc. white conservatives in, in, in favor of white conservatives and liberals. Have a bias against white liberals and white people in general. Well, okay. I don't see that as being shockingly outrageous. This is what Elon is basically referring to. They're trying to claim he's an anti Semite and they should pull all the ads, blah, 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 blah. I don't know about this guy and the ideas he's trying to convey. So let's be real. The idea that there are like Jewish cabals, I think, is the stupidest thing ever. There are people who happen to have certain backgrounds who support certain politics. That's what matters. The, the things they do, not who they are. I despise it. I, uh, there are trans people that we are friends with to come on the show and believe in free speech, reject child transitions and all of these things. And we're, I don't care that you're trans. I don't care if you're LGBTQIA+. I care about do we want to, to support a functioning society? And as a very liberal slash libertarian type individual, if somebody wants to be trans, more power to you, baby. You can, you can live, love, laugh, all that stuff. I don't want anyone to do anything mean to you or cause you harm. You should be able to do your thing. But there are certain things I don't accept. Civil rights protections based on your clothing? Now we're getting a little weird, okay? People, I just, we're going to say, when a business says no shirt, no shoes, no service, someone says my religion requires I don't wear a shirt. Now I get to come in. It's like, okay, look, man, the line has to exist somewhere. But I suppose we can uh, just wrap it up by saying this. It's a coordinated effort, obviously. Elon Musk is a rather silly guy. They're lying about him to cause harm to those of us who believe in free speech. And I believe it's likely a government effort. I believe they're misrepresenting what Elon Musk is actually saying, always, because that's what these woke people do. They take you out of context.
2: Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Ark heirloom seeds are here to help. Did you know ninety nine percent of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With heirloom seeds, you only have to plant once, then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security. Because things are getting crazy out there. Our all in one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over sixty five varieties, fifty thousand seeds, in stores for fifteen years. You'll also
0: But I think we've had enough. And I think the lies just don't matter. I think we're breaking through. I'll leave it there. I hope you're having fun traveling for Thanksgiving. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. Maybe. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Okay. Right now with everyone traveling and it being a particularly slow news day, we may call it. We may call it. I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, We did segments. I did segments yesterday and and IRL yesterday. And uh, there's such little significant news. I don't want to force content for the sake of content. So should should it come down to it's just a chill day. Everyone's traveling for, for the holidays. Then, I you know, I'll probably just wrap it and then we'll get on the road and, and and get to our families as well. But as I see here this morning and I'm going through the latest updates, I do find this story worthy of a segment. Elon Musk saying there's larger graveyards full of his enemies is just too funny, too funny. But uh, I don't know. We're aiming for 1 p.m. We'll see if we get there. And then there might not even be an IRL tonight. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, we'll see you all uh, when we see you. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. If you're watching this video, I hope you are enjoying your day off. Should you have one? And many of you will be spending it with family members and enjoying the day. And so I did contemplate whether or not I should even make any content for this wonderful day. Because I got to be honest. You should probably hang be hanging out with your family and playing board games and letting the politics subside. Um, Find find ways to connect with your family. If there's someone in your family, an aunt or an uncle, that's the meme of somebody who's liberal and doesn't agree with you or someone who's conservative you don't agree with or whatever. Talk about what you care about. Talk about where you can agree. And I think there's a lot to agree on right now, particularly for most people. They don't support what uh, Hamas did. And uh, the issue pertaining to Israel, Palestine has ruptured, fractured many on the left and the right. Perhaps there are grounds here for a deeper conversation when you can uh, ask about, well, where do you stand on on some of these issues? And, And I stress this. Should it be that politics comes up? Always remain calm. And you can offer them this. Young voters choose Trump in NBC, a new NBC poll. Trump is beating Biden nationwide and winning the 18 to 34 year old age bracket. Maybe you are the uncle or the aunt and you're conservative and you've got a niece or nephew who is super woke. You don't need to tell them they're wrong. You don't need to say that their views are backwards. You need only ask them, why do you think it is that Trump is now winning your age group? Serious question. Serious question. Now, there's been a lot of attempts at explaining this away. They say, oh, it's because of Israel-Palestine. I don't think so. I, I don't see how young people who are more, more likely to be pro-Palestine are going to be like, well, then I'll vote for Trump because he's more pro-Israel. Unless the reality is young people tend to be pro-Israel and they don't like what Democrats are doing. When I say tend to, yeah, there's a large, large portion of young people who are pro-Palestine. But it could just be the plurality, slightly more, are pro-Israel. Honestly, don't know. But I can tell you that this is now, I believe, like the second poll showing that Trump is winning the youth vote. Seriously. So today, on this wonderful day, I do not recommend that you get political, necessarily. I think it's always important people talk politics. I really do. I think you remain calm. I think you take the Socratic method, ask questions, and ask someone to break their positions down. And let them explain themselves. And should it arise while keeping calm? I always say. Ask him this. Why do you think it is that Trump is winning now in the youth vote? Like how does how did how did the Democrats lose young voters? How are young voters leaning Republican? And I can tell you I can. For one, the reason why Trump's approval rating goes up is not because Pro-Palestinian youths have decided to vote for Donald Trump. It's because they've abandoned Biden outright. So if there used to be 100 voters, and 70 were for Biden, 30 were for Trump, let's just say that uh, we've got you know 30 of them or 40 of them say we're out, and they're no longer going to vote for Biden. This puts Biden at 30 percent, where Trump's at 30 percent, and now all of a sudden it's tied. You get my point. It was very heavily favored for Democrats, but. Young Democrat voters are now probably saying they're going to vote for Cornel West or maybe someone like RFK Jr. or who knows? I really doubt RFK Jr., to be honest. He's probably more pro-Israel too. But maybe they're talking about going far left, just way far left or abandoning Democrats outright. So what happens is when young people are polled, they say, who are you voting for? They're no longer saying Joe Biden. When someone then says, insert Green Party, they say, "Okay, well, we're excluding those because we're looking at between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, who would you support? They'll say neither. And so it swings in favor of Donald Trump. That could be a big reason. But I do think there's another big reason, my friends, and that is baby making. I've been saying it for some time. More conservative kids means more conservative voters. In 2021, Gen Z support for uh, gay marriage was 80%. As of 2023, it is now 65 that shows an ideological shift, not a birth rate oriented shift. That is to say, Gen Z doesn't matter how old they are. The question is, if you're Gen Z, do you support same sex marriage? And they are saying no, which means conservative influence are having a bigger impact. This is to be expected if the issue of reproduction is playing a role. Let me elaborate. I've been warning. I've been warning these liberals. Conservatives have, conservatives have more kids, no question. Liberals are more likely to abort and sterilize their kids. They don't care. Whatever. Fine. I don't care either. I'm not pro-life. So these liberals having 1.5 kids on average in the 2000s and conservatives 2.05, that means in 18 years, you're going to have three to one re, re, conservative to Republican. Or I'm sorry, no, 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 that's that's, that's that's incorrect. It's four to three. Four to three is the number. You're going to have a 25% edge. Something interesting happens when you get this. With more conservative children, more children growing up to conservative families, there will be bigger societal pressure on leftist institutions as young people start saying no. A lot of people say they're trying to indoctrinate your kids, though, in schools. They don't have kids, they have yours. Fair, but they can't win. Young kids who grow up in conservative families will still retain conservative values to a great degree, creating market pressure on businesses to support the larger demographic. The question being, how much money can we make if we sell nachos? Okay, you can sell X amount. 80% of the population seems to enjoy nachos. That's your market cap. Now let's say you're trying to figure out how to market to young people, but you have this very stark divide. You've got the woke. You've got the anti woke. Guess what? There are slightly more anti woke than woke because conservative kids outnumber liberal kids. Doesn't matter what the schools are saying. The nacho company then says, put more money into anti-woke commercials. We'll make more money if we do. Then commercials pop up and it's making fun of wokeness. The woke commercials fail. Woke people don't spend money. And then the businesses just start siding with anti-woke. And here we go. This is why young people will shift towards Trump. Because then the institutional pressure shifts. Liberal kids born to liberal parents will want to fit in. And the television will say, be cool, be clean cut, don't be woke. And these young people are like, I'm, I'm not woke because nobody wants to be the odd person out. Now, the pendulum swingeth. As conservatives, it starts to swing back in this direction. It eventually may shift in the other direction once again, as it often does. But it will be a 100 years of this. I want to show you Joe Biden's job approval rating. Now, who likes Joe Biden? 18 to 34 year olds disapprove of Joe Biden, 54 percent. And it's gone up since, interestingly, Trump's third indictment. Okay, in fact, with the attack on Israel, it's actually gone down a percentage. His approval has stayed stagnant, but disapproval went down. Kind of weird, I guess. Funny, 65 plus disapprove, 50 to 64 disapprove, 35, 49 disapprove, Let's try this. Okay. College graduate, uh, non college uh, graduates disapprove. College graduates disapprove. Post graduates still disapprove? Wow. You'd think the post grads would go all in for Joe Biden. They've been bouncing back and forth. But let's try. Okay. Male post graduates very disapprove. Okay. Female post graduates approve of Joe Biden. We found it, ladies and gentlemen. We found who is supporting Joe Biden. It is affluent white female liberals, but they stand alone. Now, it's more granular than that. You know, it's not absolute, but let me tell you this. If you are the average non-college graduate, 48% disapproval for Joe Biden, female, male, much more, but it stands as such. If you are a female postgraduate, you are by yourself because every other demographic college and age group disapproves of Joe Biden. Good luck, ladies. Good luck. Good luck finding friends. Good luck fitting in. I mean it sincerely. But let's bring it back, of course, to the wonder of Thanksgiving. I give you this on this wonderful of morning. should you be watching this video. Only ask. You don't need to tell. Ask questions. Let them line their positions up and then let their positions fall apart. So why do you think it is that young people are uh, supporting Donald Trump more than Joe Biden? That's not true. Uh, Well, I don't know. NBC News put a poll. Polls are wrong. Oh, that's what Trump supporters were saying. Do you think that Trump supporters are right about the polls being wrong? No. Come on, pick one. You may get a more honest person. who will say, yeah, it's probably wrong. Wrong now. They're all wrong. They're wrong in every direction, (coughs) which entirely depends. But I I prefer this. I prefer saying, just tell me what you think and why. And you'll discover something. I had a conversation with a friend. A friend who told me that babies are parasites. I'm not kidding. A parasite on the mother. And it doesn't matter if the baby can survive outside the womb so long as the baby is attached to the mother, mother can kill it if she wants. And I'm like, yeah, go ahead and believe whatever you want. That is a moral line that cannot be ever mended. There is no circumstance. Where a, a, a conservative and a liberal are going to come together and be like, we, we, we think there is a solution to this. No. If liberals are taking the pro-abortion position of abortion up to the point of birth with no question and no issue. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google and the Better Business Bureau. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I sincerely mean it. And I hope you all have fun with your families. We got more segments coming up on this wonderful, special Thanksgiving episode. And I will see you all then. As you continue your wonderful Thanksgiving holiday, I've got more news for you, which you can use to spark up interesting and lively conversation and debate with your family. How about this one? Baby boomers say they'd be happy on a $124,000 a year salary, but millennials say they'd need to earn half a million dollars a year to feel content. Fascinating survey reveals. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know who to blame. The baby boomers helped raise the millennials. So who's to blame? If you're a baby boomer and you say, I'm happy with 124, I can make things work. And you raised a millennial child who's like, I want half a million dollars. Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) it's your fault. But uh, sure, while you sit around the dinner table on this wonderful of holidays, perhaps you would like to bring up that millennials are lazy. Gen Z. I got to tell you, my friends, I like Gen Z. Gen Z is fairly based. Boomers. I like boomers. Boomers gave us a bunch of really awesome stuff. They gave us Star Trek The Next Generation, along with their uh, Gen Z interns and uh, many other shows in the in the 90s, plus a lot of this music. Good job, everybody. The 80s are by far the best decade. Everybody knows. Everyone agrees. At least that's what I've been told. But um, something happened to millennials. And I don't know what. But boy, do millennials feel entitled to everything. They're victimized by everything. And uh, let's just start this one off hot. Yeah, I'm a millennial. Here's the funny thing. People are like, but Tim, you're a millennial, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you know what's funny? I started working when I was a little kid. My family had a business. I was homeschooled before kindergarten. So I think... What may be the issue is that my upbringing is a few years up, which puts me closer to like Gen X in terms of using the Internet, the kind of music and stuff that we're following. But maybe not. I don't know. Maybe there's something about the stunted development of millennials where they just they're a lost generation and lazy, et cetera. And no, not every single millennial, but too many of them. Here's the story. Baby boomers are happy with a salary of 124K while millennials say they need 500,000. About 6 in 10 Americans believe money can buy happiness. It can't. According to the survey from the financial services firm Empower that is based on online responses from 2034 Americans over a week-long period in August, median household income in the U.S. is about $74,000 annually. Boomers, millennials, and members of Gen X and Gen Z were asked how much they'd need to earn to be happy. Average $284,000, which is, by my, uh, in my opinion, rich. If you're making $284,000 a year, you're rich. Now, if you're a married couple making that, you're not rich. But as a single young individual, 284k is rich. But bro, we're talking about something like 22 or so thousand dollars per month. Your rent is covered in New York, and you got 18 thousand dollars left over. And what are you doing with it? You're gonna have nice clothes. You're gonna have vacation. You can travel whenever you want. I, I. I to me, that's rich. I think that's the top five percent. Anyway, they say that was pulled far higher. By the $525,000 a year, millennials said they needed to be satisfied. Boomers, Gen Z, and Gen Z's desired incomes all sat between 124 and 130. I'm saying, dude, I'm saying it is millennials. Millennials be busted, yo. Take a look at this. Boomers are like 124K is good. Gen Z is like 128 is good. Gen X is like 130 is good. And millennials are like, I deserve half a million dollars. This is why they're all communists. They think they're deserving of everything. Holy crap. Yo, what is wrong with millennials? Dude, seriously, look at this. Boomers and Gen Z and Gen X. We got three generations that are all comfortable just over 100K. Millennials think they deserve four times that. Slightly more than four times. I don't know what y'all boomers did. I don't know what happened culturally, but this shows it right here. Men on average want 380K. Women on average want 182. The overall average is 284. But the only reason these are high is because of millennials. What the? Man, 525 puts you in the 1%. That's crazy, dude. Let me tell you. What would I be happy with? I think. If I was making like 120, like 120, 130, pretty pretty much good. i tell you my story, man. I worked for uh, Vice and I my salary probably averaged just about 100. It was a little bit less to start and a little bit of a past, you know, in a few months. So probably averaged around there. Yo, I just put the money in the bank. Just let it stack up. I don't know what to do with it. Like healthcare was taken care of. I was paying my rent. To be fair, I was living on my friend's couch because it was cheaper and I wanted to save money. That's my choice, but uh, mostly just let the money pile up. I could eat anywhere I wanted, whenever I wanted, whatever I wanted. Transport was cheap. I was just like, well, so the money starts stacking up, and then eventually I got like thirty grand in the bank, and I'm like, I don't have anything to do with it. I spend a lot of my time traveling for the company, and they pay the, the bills for food, and for the most part, and so I'm like, whatever. I come home, I can go to the bar with my friends and have food and eat whatever, whenever. Chill days, chill days indeed. I then get an offer from another company from. Uh, This is the fusion. And they were, I I probably could have gotten way more money from them, but I didn't care. That's the thing. Like when I went to vice, they said, what do you want if you're going to work here? And I was like, you're asking me what I want. Okay. If you want to hire me half a million dollars, they laugh. And I'm like, dude, if you're going to ask me what what I want, I'm going to give you a crazy number, but give me something that pays my bills and keeps me fed and allows me to build the things I want. I'll be happy. They started me at 85 K. I said, sure, whatever. I don't care. And then within a few months, they bumped me up a little bit past 100. So it probably evened out for the time I was there to around 100 or so. And I probably could have got way more. But I just, I was content with that sum of money. When I went to Fusion, it was a massive sign-on bonus and 250 a year. And that was their offer. I didn't even negotiate. I was like, what do you got? And they write it down and they slide me a piece of paper. I'm like, done. I'm like, so long as I get a budget for these things to do what I want. I'm like, that doesn't mean it. And what did I do? The money just started stacking up. They gave me a sign-on bonus it was massive they gave me the uh 250 a year and it all just went into my savings account because I was like I don't care man it didn't mean anything this is the crazy thing I, this I'm telling you I talk about millennials all the time for this reason here here we go what do we got here how much wealth would bring you happiness well I can't read it because uh this the the, the way the Daily Mail structures their their gallery I don't know what what is this how am I supposed? To, there we go. There we go. Okay, I figured it out now. Gen Z, 488K would make them happy. Women, 881. Boomers, a million. Boomers are older. So, so this actually makes sense right now. If you're making 120 a year and you're, and you're Gen Z, you'd expect to have around half a million. And if you're making 124K and you're a boomer, substantially older, you'd expect to have a million. This makes sense. You're saving things. Gen X is 1.2 million. They want a little bit more. Millennials is 1.7 million. It's just so crazy to me how millennials are just so entitled and demanding of of, of money. Defining financial happiness. Let's talk about it. Paying bills on time and in full, 67%. Agreed. Makes sense. Being debt-free. Me personally, I am debt-free. In fact, I am quite the opposite. I am debt-holding, which, okay. Enjoying everyday small luxuries without worry. Yeah, but you don't need to make a lot of, all right, let's go through this. Being able to afford experience with loved ones, achieving financial freedom, affording big purchases, buying, owning a home. Let's talk about this. Let's play this game. Reaching a certain net worth really doesn't matter to a lot of people. For me, I, I remember the first time I made $1,000 when I was 18 years old. I remember the first time I looked at my bank and said $1,000. I was like, wow, 1000 bucks is crazy. And I was struggling. I was fortunate to my friend let me crash at crash at his place for a couple of months so I could save money. But eventually it became overwhelming. I needed to pay rent. I needed to buy shoes and clothes. And I was running out of money. It wasn't working out. So I just eventually broke quit that job and then tried to find another way to live as cheaply as possible. What I did was I took my savings. I'm going to oversimplify the story. I know some people might get mad because there's other people involved, but uh, rented an apartment and then rented out the rooms so that it basically cut the cost of rent way, way down. And then I would uh, like play guitar periodically in the subway. And I had very little money, but also had to spend very little money. I was sleeping on the back porch, which was enclosed of an apartment, having fun. That's it. I'd skate, stay fit. And my food costs were like seriously only like five bucks a day or something like that. And uh, that was it. I needed a couple hundred bucks a month and I figured it out I wanted to simplify things. But let's talk about, you know, oh, so, so in terms of reaching a certain net worth, I remember often looking at my bank and being like, I wonder if it would ever be like big. Like, how do you ever get to that number? And now, now, you know, things are going great. Having nice things, meaningless. I don't know what nice things means. Not having to work for a living, only 22%. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Work is fun. When you're, when you're, when you're painting a picture or writing a song, you're working. And so people who like don't want to work an office job, what they're really saying is they still want to work. Some people don't, though. Being able to retire matters. I hear that. I don't I, I don't plan on ever retiring. I don't know what retire means. Having a good work life balance also completely meaningless to me. So I'm not I'm not denigrating those who, who, who desire these things. I'm saying for me, my work is my life. My life is my work. It's fun buying and owning a home. All right, let's start here. What do you need to buy a home? Okay, well, you can move to the suburbs and you can find a house that costs 200 grand. In fact, in Chicago, there are houses that go for like 150 in the city proper and in decently good neighborhoods. How do you buy that home? Okay, well, interest rates are pretty high right now, but you could save up $30,000 to do so. How do you save up $30,000? Well, gee, if you're making like 80K a year and you save for several years, it is possible to save up for the down payment. The problem? Most of these people make excuses, millennials, as to why they're deserving of certain things. Dude, sacrifice. No, I don't want to. Then, then don't bother with it. Probably if you're making around 130k a year, within several years, you can easily save up enough to buy and afford a home. Affording big purchases without worry. I don't know what that means. Okay. Financial freedom. What does that mean? At 130k, you're pretty good as a single individual. If you're married, yeah, both people are probably gonna have to make that much. And that kind of sucks. Being able to afford experience with the loved ones at 130k, you're good, man. Small luxuries at 130K, you're good, man. I mean, it depends. Like in New York, it's harder, but I'm, like for most of the country. Being debt free. Yeah, at 130K, you're good, man. Unless you got massive uh, student loans that I get. Paying bills on time and in full. Dude, look, here's why people on average say 130K. And I say on average, excluding millennials. Because this, this covers basically everything. But yo, I'm sorry, millennials are lazy and entitled. It's crazy. But I'm not surprised I'm seeing something like this. Here's a conversation for Thanksgiving. Ask the people because it's not political. So this is good, good stuff. And say, how much money do you think you would need to make to be happy and see what people say? And this is a good conversation. I know money freaks people out, but at least it's not Donald Trump. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up. uh, What what is it going to be at 4 p.m. on this channel? And I will see you all then.